If you caught the last episode, then you know that we talked at length about the importance of your cover art and how this is essential because it's the first step for getting someone to pay attention to your podcast. The next step from there, though, is even more important, and it has to do with your show name. Now, listen, a lot of people get this dead wrong. So in this episode, what I'm going to do is show you what not to do when naming your podcast and teach you what makes an effective show title and whether or not it might be time to rename your show. Welcome to Insider Secrets to a Top 100 Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Elmer. Let's make your business binge-worthy. Look, most people are well-intentioned when it comes to naming their podcast. They want to stand out. They want to be different from the other shows that are out there. They want to communicate something that's important to them, something that means something to them and is meaningful for them. But most people go about naming their podcast totally backwards because they don't understand the psychology that goes into it. You know, if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, that I love talking about human behavior and applying that to our podcasts so that we can get more eyes on our podcast and convert more listeners to leads for our businesses and grow our show with a community of raving fans who can't wait to binge your next episode. But in order to do that, we first have to understand how humans work. And the way that we humans work is pretty simple. We have our logical conscious mind and we have our emotional unconscious mind. So yes, while there's a ton of nuance here that we can talk about, what you really need to know as it relates to your podcast is that the people who are out there right now looking for a show like yours are not thinking logically when they're browsing potential podcasts to listen to. They're thinking emotionally. They're thinking unconsciously. And that right there is an oxymoron because they're not actually thinking at all. Think about it. If you are scrolling Instagram, you're laying in your bed, it's nine o'clock at night, you're procrastinating going to sleep, even though you know you should, but you're scrolling through those reels. Some of them, you just skip right past. They don't grab your attention at all. But others suck you in. Maybe it was the words. Maybe it was the image. Maybe it was the colors. Maybe it was the fact that there were already a million likes on that particular post. And so it gave you pause to stop and see what is this all about? Why do so many people like it? But I guarantee you, regardless of what drew you in to that particular piece of content, you aren't sitting there logically thinking about what drew you in to that particular piece of content. You just absorbed it. And either you liked it or you didn't. It either spoke to you or it didn't. And the same is true when choosing a podcast name. You've heard me say it before, and I will say it again, because there are five content gatekeepers that every single listener has to go through before they decide whether or not they want to click play on your show. And if they can't make it through any one of those five gates, then guess what? You've lost them. So if you want to grow a top 100 podcast, if you want your podcast and each episode that you produce to get more than 1,000 downloads, 10,000 downloads, 20,000 downloads, 100,000 downloads per episode and beyond, 
If you are looking to go to that level with your podcast, to be that visible, then it's not about marketing harder, doing more, promoting on more platforms, increasing your episode release schedule, getting bigger guests on your show, or any of the things that most podcast hosts try to do when it comes to growing their show. Because if you have not done what I'm about to teach you how to do here today inside this episode, then I guarantee you, you're going to lose listeners. And all of those efforts that you're putting into that marketing, pitching those guests, and so on, will be wasted. Maybe it won't be totally wasted, but it won't be as effective as it could be. Because if coming up with a unique or catchy or clever name was the key to standing out in the podcasting space, then shows like Show Up and Shine or Tilt Creative or Chaos to Confidence would be in the top 100 every week. And yet, chances are you've never heard of any one of those shows, have you? Now listen, before you come at me like, okay, Courtney, hold on a minute, because some of the big shows out there who I do see in the top 100 every week really do have these vague names like 20,000 Hertz or 99% Invisible. Neither one of those names tell you anything about that show. Yes, they're big podcasts, but the only time, the only time, you might want to write this down, the only time that a vague or unclear name will work is if you have a huge following before launching your podcast, if you belong to a podcast network that is heavily promoting your show, if you started your podcast ages ago, we're talking back in before 2010, before podcasts started getting more and more popular, or all of the above. I guarantee you that for most of the big time shows out there right now who have a name that's vague or generic, I mean, come on, gold digger, have either had a huge following first, belonged to a network, or they started their podcast before people knew what a podcast was. And what worked back then does not work now. Because like everything else, podcasting is a space that's becoming increasingly competitive. So. If you have a podcast or if you're listening because you want to launch a podcast and you don't have a huge following and you didn't even know that there was such a thing as a podcast network or clearly you didn't start your podcast ages ago, then keep listening because I'm going to show you how to choose a name that makes people actually want to listen to your show. But first, before we can get to choosing a name, we got to talk about what makes a binge-worthy podcast name. An ideal podcast name is one that attracts your most ideal listeners and, and repels the ones who aren't a fit. Really important. We're not looking to attract everyone here. We're not looking to speak to everyone. Now, some people get into podcasting and they think, I want to reach as many people as I possibly can. Let me try to pick a name that would be appealing to as broad of an audience as I possibly can appeal to. And then they're dismayed to find that they're getting 20 downloads an episode six months into their podcast. And they're like, wait a minute, what is happening here? And that's because broad and vague doesn't work. Definitely not anymore. So what do we have to do? How do we choose a name that attracts our most ideal listeners and repels the ones that aren't a fit? You have to solve a specific problem for your listener in your show name. Back that up and listen to it again. 
because this is gold and nobody is talking about it. Now, we don't have enough time in this episode to go too deep into what is a specific problem, but this is really important. And this is work that we do at length, often to the frustration of some of our clients because they're like, oh my goodness, Courtney, I didn't know I could get any more specific. And I'm like, hold on a minute. It's not specific enough. Here's how we need to tweak it. And I'll tell them, I'm like, look, first of all, this is the part of the process that takes the longest. So it can't be rushed. So let's let it take as long as it needs to take and let go of any expectation that it should be shorter, that it should be a quick process, number one. And number two, if you're not annoyed with me at some point in this process because I'm making you make it more specific, then we haven't gone specific enough. And of course, they laugh and we continue going and then we get specific. And when it clicks in their brain, they're like, oh my gosh, I've never thought about my business this way before. I've never been able to communicate about my business this way before and how I can actually help people. And they get excited. And then guess what? Building all the other assets for the show from there becomes easy. It's effortless. It's a piece of cake and it's actually fun. Because now we know exactly who we're speaking to and most importantly, exactly how to speak to them. But like I said, we don't have time to go too deep into that today. But I will say this. Overwhelm is not a problem. Anxiety is not a problem. Lack of motivation is not a problem. Most people make the mistake of marketing to feelings, thinking that feelings are a problem. Oh, are you feeling frustrated in your online business? But feelings are subjective and feelings are a result of a problem. They're not the problem itself. And this is really important to realize. And here's how it relates to the name of your podcast. Because today's most hyper-effective podcasts are the ones that solve specific problems for your listener. The other piece of this, though, that you have to realize is to recognize that not everyone is going to have the problem that you solve. And that's a good thing. Because in order to attract more of the kind of listeners that you want to attract, you're going to have to first let go of the fact that your podcast is not for everyone. I know that you listening to this right now are listening because you have an interest in what I have to share. And I also know that there are some people out there who are just looking for someone to tell them exactly what to do, what mic to buy, where to plug it in, how to publish an episode, and that's not what I talk about. I mean, yeah, we could talk all day long about what mic I use and why I love it so much and so on and so forth and what's the best thing you should use. But at the end of the day, you and I are not the kind of people who want to spend our time and mental energy on those kinds of things. Those are the kind of things that you and I just want to check the box and move on. I've got a good quality mic. Great. I know exactly what publishing host I'm using. Awesome. I know exactly what my episode release schedule is going to be. Cool. I don't need to sit there and split hairs over all of those details. What I want is to know how to go further, faster. And I want to know how to stand out in a way that is different than what everybody else is doing. And I want to know how to attract more listeners that are excited to listen to my podcast, that come back week after week after week to listen again and again and again. So I know that my podcast is not for everyone. 
It's not for the hobbyist podcasters. It's not for the amateur podcasters. It's not for the people who are just going to publish an episode once a month, maybe every other week, every week for a few weeks, take a six-month break. I know that you listening right now are not one of those people. You're the person who is looking to get in the top 100 and stay there every week. And that is exactly who this show is for. And on top of that, you're a business owner who's not just looking to have a big podcast for the sake of having a big podcast, but you're looking to leverage that podcast as a marketing tool and a marketing system for your business while even deeper using your voice to create a meaningful impact in the world and to create legacy level change. So here's what I want you to realize before we can talk about what makes an effective name. Choosing a niche doesn't mean leaving anybody out. What it means is being so hyper-relevant that the people who need you can find you. And when we work with clients, we don't teach them to niche by demographic. This is where most people go wrong with niching and why niching often feels so impossible. Because people start overthinking, well, okay, if I'm picking a niche and I'm trying to pick you know, a middle-aged woman with children who's married, well... There's might be another middle-aged woman who's not a mom, but she has the same problem. So I can help her too. And if I start using examples where I'm like, okay, you're a mom, you have kids. Well, then this is going to exclude the person who doesn't have kids, but who has a problem that I can help. And ah, what do I do? Right? We get so in our heads about it. But the way that we teach our clients to niche solves this problem. We niche by something we call a psychographic. And we help our clients create an ideal listener psychographic that we base all of their podcast assets on. And we niche not by demographic in common, but by problem in common. So everything that I'm sharing with you right now is so important to understand is the foundation for an effective show name. So let's talk about that. What makes an effective show name? An effective show name is one that keeps your bigger vision for your podcast in mind and allows for potential evolution over time. It's not so specific that it boxes you in and doesn't give you room to move or to play or to evolve. No, the perfect name gives you the freedom to do all of that within the context of your expertise. And the perfect name solves a specific and real problem for your ideal listener. Ideally, it also highlights your unique expertise. And the most important of all, if you take nothing else away from this episode, please remember this. Your name for your podcast must be immediately clear to the person reading it as to what your show is about, leaving no room for interpretation. And it should be clear in your title who your show is for. So listen, a name like Stand Out and Grow Might have worked as a podcast name back in 2014, but it is not going to work as a name in 2024 and beyond if your goal is to be in the top 100 and to have a profitable podcast that can help you generate six figures or more in revenue every year to your business. Part of it is understanding the basis or the foundation of what we've just talked about and why the name is super important because of the strong first impression that it makes on your new listener. And making your podcast easier to find. The right name will also boost your SEO 
in relevant searches, both on Google and in all of the podcast apps, which puts you in front of more potential listeners. And of course, the right name will also tie in with your brand and set the tone for who you are and what you do while helping you reach your target audience. So one part of this is science. The other part of this is art. Because the science part is knowing what specific problem you solve, who you're solving it for, and how to communicate it to them. Super simple. The other side of this, where the art form comes in, is knowing how to look at the competition in your niche in the podcasting space and understand what your ideal listener is looking for and how you're different from the other shows that are already offering them something similar and using this to guide your show name and your podcast positioning as a whole. So while there are 10 steps to choosing a binge-worthy name for your podcast, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to give you one of the most non-negotiable steps to get you started because it's an extremely important one and it's one that most people don't do. I feel like this one should be painfully obvious, but it's not. And we have touched on it already. And it's simply that your name must solve a problem for your listener and you've got to communicate it concretely and directly. You have to know where your listener's level of awareness is and meet them there. They should be aware of the problem that you solve. What happens, especially in our work with experts, is that you listening to this right now, you are an expert in what you teach and in what you do. And because you're an expert, you have already traveled a journey that your ideal person, your ideal listener, your ideal potential client has not yet traveled. And so what happens is we as experts tend to talk from the place where we are and not from the place where our ideal listener is. So a lot of times when we're working with clients, they'll say, okay, here's the problem that I solve. I solve the problem of not being secure within yourself so that you can better relate to your spouse, right? And I'm making this up off the top of my head, but it's always something along those lines, something deeper. And I'm like, Does your person know that they're not secure in themselves yet? Are they walking around thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so insecure. I really need help in this area. Are they laying awake in bed at night saying, oh my gosh, I'm so insecure. This is a problem. It's affecting my relationship. No, chances are probably not. That is a problem that you will help them come to see in time. But the problems that they're experiencing right now are a lot simpler. It's getting home after a long day at work and their spouse saying, hey, honey, what's for dinner? And that's setting off a button within them where they just snap back at their spouse and they're like, I don't know. I don't have time to think about this during the day. What what do you want for dinner? And then they fly off the handle and it's like, wait a minute, what just happened? That is a problem. They're constantly fighting with their spouse. They're scrolling social media at night to avoid talking with their spouse, supposing that you are a relationship expert and personal insecurity is the deeper problem that you solve for people. But hopefully through this example, you can see what I mean by this, is that so often we experts make the mistake of speaking our expert language that nobody knows what we're talking about. So what we have to do is we have to go to where our listeners level of awareness is. We have to meet them where they are and we have to go back to where we were before we learned all the stuff we know now. And we have to speak to them on their level. 
If I had named this podcast, The Psychology of Attracting More Listeners, you probably wouldn't be as nearly interested in it as me calling it Insider Secrets to a Top 100 Podcast. Now, are we talking about psychology? Heck yes, because it is the foundation of everything. But is it the thing that you would have been walking around saying, hmm, I need to learn more about that so I can get my podcast to the level that I want it? No, of course not. So yes, while there are deeper problems that we're here to help solve for our people, those are not the problems that they are necessarily experiencing in their day-to-day life. And those are the problems that we want to address. And so most people miss the mark here. This is why people get on calls with us and they're frustrated because they're like, oh my gosh, I've been podcasting for two years. I'm getting 50 downloads an episode. I've been releasing an episode every week. I've been consistent. I haven't missed. I've been pouring my best stuff into every episode and still my podcast is not growing. What is happening? Why, 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 why? Should I just give this up, right? And they're frustrated and I get it and I get it. And it's often because they haven't done this work. So as you know, The name of your show is just one of many aspects of a profitable and visible podcast. But the name of your podcast is about as critical to the life of your podcast as oxygen is to your brain. And as the podcasting space continues to grow and becoming increasingly more competitive, this is more important than ever. And it's going to continue to be more and more important as time goes on. So look at your show name. Or look at the potential names that you are considering for the podcast that you want to start. Does that name solve a problem? Is it immediately clear to your listener who it's for and what they can expect to gain or get from listening? Now, again, there's 10 other steps in this process, including where to crowdsource input on your name, because most people go about that completely backward too. But if you enjoyed this episode and you want to learn more about how to go from unheard expert to in-demand thought leader with a top 100 podcast, you know what to do. Come with me to the next one because we're going to go behind the scenes of a recent client launch. And I'm going to show you one simple shift that took this client from getting an average of around 30 downloads every episode after podcasting for over two years and took him to over a thousand downloads in a single day. That's all coming up next to help you make your business binge-worthy. As you might've heard me mention inside this episode, if you wanna join me for our next live workshop where I'm gonna show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 